Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. At the end of every book, or most books, there is what's called the conclusion. In Hebrew, Hasof. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. I've been in a series, a lengthy series, uh, based on my book of Kings and Prophets. This is the conclusion of that series. I hope you've enjoyed this series. If you haven't been able to hear them all, they're archived. I hope you'll get them. I hope you'll subscribe to uh, the, the Leader's Notebook, rate us, and review. And I, I do pray that this series has inspired you to get the book. I want you to read the book of Kings and Prophets. Let me remind you, Christmas is bearing in on us. We're past Thanksgiving. You probably got your Christmas tree up by now. And uh, they started playing Christmas carols the day after Halloween. So I hope that you're getting ready for Christmas and getting your shopping done. Um, I do want to tell you, none of my books are on a ship out in the harbor outside of San Francisco. Uh, you can get ours in a matter of days. I hope that you'll go online to drmarkrutland.com, buy as many books as you want, make you great deals, and fill your Christmas list with great books. I hope that'll be a blessing to you and to your friends. Now today, as I wrap up this uh, whole series on my new book of Kings and Prophets, this is Hasof, the conclusion. King Solomon, at the end of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The conclusion is Hasof. The Hebrew words can mean the end, as in the end of the world. Uh, Sof is even used in a fascinating Hebrew idiomatic expression that kind of means uh, the middle of nowhere. Uh, when you say it in Hebrew, it translates, when you get to the end of the world, turn left. <laughs> it's a strange little phrase. Hasof can also mean more, as in, as it might be used in a question. Uh, what conclusion can we draw from all this? What uh, hasof can we, can we derive from everything that's been said? After all, when we come to the end of a teaching or reading a book about kings and prophets, most of us are neither kings nor prophets. We are, however, what they were, exactly what they were, thousands of years ago when the kings and prophets lived. We are human beings who must live in the times in which we are born. The kings and prophets lived in times of great turmoil, just as we do. Their time had wars and rumors of wars, ruthless and evil politicians in high places, religiosity without holiness, false prophets proliferated, but the true word of God was rarely heard in the land. From the perversions of Sodom and Gomorrah to the idolatrous halls of Ahab and Jezebel, sin often seemed so strong and the Lord's people so weak. The land was surrounded by adversaries, and God's people were divided even to the point of civil war. 
That all sounds eerily and disturbingly familiar, doesn't it? The principalities and powers of the present age often seem so in control of this world, from the White House to the Kremlin. Let me say this. It only seems that way. God is not disheartened. He is not confused. When we are shocked and frightened by the history that's happening around us, God is neither. God doesn't pick up the newspaper every morning to find out what's going on. History is not happening to God. History is unfolding in the palm of his hand. He is the God of history. He is also the God in history, and he is also the God above history. Neither is his arm too short. He will not abandon us. He raised up Elijah and Elisha. He communed with Abram. He summoned Moses from the deep desert and used him to shatter Egypt's might. It is an historical naivete to believe that somehow civilization has gotten better. Somehow we think, well, things are just not as bad as they were when the kings lived. As the world was, so it is. That is the hard truth. And it's a hard word to hear. And frankly, it's a hard word for me to say. We just want to think things are better. We're smarter, more educated, more civilized. But the fact is nations still rise and fall. Armies still invade other countries. Cities are still sacked and burned and people are led away captive. The world is as it was. And that is a hard and dispiriting truth. But remember this, God is as he was and he is as he shall be. God is I am. That's the great truth. The God of Abraham and Elisha has not gone anywhere. He still has a people. There is still a remnant who love him. He can still raise up prophetic voices that will call us back from bondage and rebuke our overlords. When Elijah prayed down fire on Mount Carmel, the people who only the day before had been worshiping false idols cried out, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. When all the kings of the earth are dead and gone and all the prophets are silent, what is the, the great conclusion of all the centuries of conflict between them, between kings and prophets? When, when we come to the end of the friction between the supernatural authority of God and his spokesman and the secular power of kings and politicians and military leaders, what are we to make of it all? Simply this, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Don't be frightened, my friend. We live in the real world. We have to know what's going on. I know that you watch the news. I know that you see the craziness. But remember, after all is said and done, the Lord, he is God. Be encouraged. God has not gone anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He is not deserting us to our own devices. He will still raise up those prophetic voices that call us back and away from those things which so easily control us, captivate us, lead us away in the chains of the enemy. 
God is not finished with us yet. He may still rebuke a nation. He may tear down the walls and lead an enemy army in. But when that happens, remember, he's not abandoning us. He is moving in his power to convict us, to restrain us, to call us back away from the things that are so evil that caused our destruction, that caused our our walls to crumble. And God challenges us to return to him, to seek his face. That is the voice of prophecy. It says in the book of Revelation that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means that when we are called back to devotion and submission and surrender and obedience to God through our Lord Jesus Christ, that is the essence, the quintessence of true prophetic utterance. Don't be afraid. God is above human history. Say it with the people of Israel as they did on Mount Carmel. After everything is said and done, the Lord, he is God. And may God bless you. Until we meet again, this has been The Leader's Notebook, and I'm Mark Rutland. To order a copy of Dr. Mark Rutland's new book of Kings and Prophets, please visit the store at drmarkrutland.com. Enter promo code KINGS30 to receive 30% off of each book, or call us toll-free at 888-823-8772. Thank you for listening to The Leader's Notebook.